0: Well, did you get your stimulus check yet? That other 600 bucks coming your way? Well, according to the IRS's Get My Payment website, uh, if you've entered all the information the government asked for, but the site returns a message that reads, not available, um, that just means that mm, you're not going to get it until you file your 2020 taxes. I know. I know. Even if you received your first stimulus check, it doesn't matter. The IRS said that if there's an issue with the direct deposit payment, they're not going to be able to reissue and mail checks. Now, they do advise if you don't receive your economic impact payment, you should file your 2020 tax return electronically and then claim the recovery rebate credit on your tax return to get their payment and Any refund as quickly as possible That's nice of them That's nice of them Even if you think that it's (laughs) uh, That's taking too long And the money is needed now Tough (laughs) Because that's just the way it is I know I know It's nice of them They love you too Welcome to Fat Pile Friday And Chewing the Fat (laughs) Well, how in the world are you? I just, uh, I've been meeting in the last uh, last couple days. I just want you to know that, uh, you know, Chris Cruz, who was a big part of this show for a while and someday I'll tell you the whole story, but uh, he's still around and he's still doing fine. And I just wanted to congratulate him and his wife, Autumn, and Grandma and Grandpa Cruz, and Grandma and Grandpa Simpson, Don and Travis, uh, you know, hey, congratulations, because he had his new baby. Yes, the wife and baby are fine. Uh, 8 pounds, 10.3 ounces, 20.75 inches. 1-6-2021. Capricorn. Uh, Ezekiel Rubin is the name. It kind of has a nice little ring to it. And uh, it's, a, uh, it's a COVID baby. So there's that. It's a COVID Capricorn. I love that. And if you uh, follow his social media accounts, he's been posting pictures of the new baby. And, you know, it's, it's, that's a, I'm going to be nice here. Okay. I know that that's a wonderful time as parents. Uh, I saw all my kids born and it was Incredible and the the soaking up of all the the new love from the mother and the baby and the father and the grandparents and just the you know that that baby love that's in the air is just an incredible time so i i hope that he's he's enjoying it very much and he's been you know the wife and the baby in the hospital. And uh, it's been a, you know, it's been a really good time. So congratulations. And uh, I can't wait to uh, meet the little kid. Yeah, the little kid. (laughs) But Ezekiel Rubin has graced the planet with his presence outside of his mother. So congratulations to Chris and Autumn. This never happens on any of my flights. So a Spirit Airline flight uh, the other day had a lady punch out another lady. I'm sorry, another passenger. Because her two young children were kicking the back of her seat. <laughs> At least that's what the lady said. So apparently, Dadrina Jazlyn Walker-Williams was removing her belongings from the overhead compartment, and she hauled off and uh, punched the other lady, Natalie Hernandez, in the face several times. (laughs) She said that the two kids, three and seven, had been kicking the back of her seat during the flight. And she claimed that, you know, obviously it took place in front of mom. And uh, she was not happy about it, and I guess when she was getting her overhead uh, bag down... She said something and somebody said something else. And Deidreena Jaslyn Walker Williams decided to punch Natalie Hernandez in the face multiple times. Bloody limp, hurt her real bad. Uh, nobody saw. And she claimed, Deidreena claimed that Natalie had touched her on the shoulder, which is why she punched her. No one saw that. All they saw was her punching. Natalie and she said uh, she's been arrested um, felony assault in the fourth degree Uh, yeah I would say at least that plus it's on an airplane I don't know what other charges uh, you get for uh, doing harm to another human on an airline but uh, she said that uh, no uh, I didn't tell the flight attendant about the thump to her shoulder because My first reaction was to fight. That was from Daydrena. So you do what you got to do, said Daydrena. Yeah, that's very important to understand. You do what you gotta do. Thanks, Daydrena Jaslyn Walker Williams. (laughs) I mean, you're punching this lady in the face in front of her kids. That's a nice person. That's a nice person right there. Well, speaking of having babies and taking care of your kids uh, on airplanes, uh, making sure they're not kicking the back of people's seats so you don't get punched in the face, nearly twice as many Americans now believe it's not crucial to be married before having kids. Uh, As as opposed to about 15 years ago, uh, 29% of U.S. adults uh, pulled by Gallup said it was still very important for couples to marry before having children. Okay. Nice. 49% in 2006. So 29% today said, yeah, it's important. 50% in 2006. Gone down by half. That's, that's a lot. So uh, moral norms involving any sex outside marriage are loosening up. Duh. 53% of those surveyed in 2001 said it was okay to have sex without being married that figure is now 73% well yeah hello just look I mean there's you can't swipe right and not believe that hello uh, that's just the way it is a solid majority of Americans now view sex between an unmarried man and woman same sex relations and having a baby outside of marriage as being morally acceptable good times good good times so if you're listening to this podcast chewing the fat and you're white uh, I hope that you're tired of being white and you're uh, want you apologize for your whiteness because it's becoming more and more evident that you need to apologize for your whiteness and being white okay And be ready for some uh, discrimination Although they're not going to call it discrimination They're just going to call it um, Well, we're sick of white people Uh, The University of Florida's Anthology Department uh, Recently invited all students To a virtual town hall Except uh, The white students Uh, It was organized by two PhD students And the email was addressed To black indigenous people of color. We have some amazing graduate students. But uh, we want to open to non-anthro-bipop majors and minors. That's so nice of them. That's so nice of them. We do not want black indigenous people of color that's all we want i mean whoa sorry Whoa, whoa whoa i almost I screwed up there no we we want the black indigenous people of color we don't want white people <laughs> oh sorry there university of florida gators anthology department apologize the leader of blm Uh, One of their groups uh, Calls for the creation of the Race Offenders Registry Uh, Yay! Now this one is a UK Activist And uh, she calls herself the Black Panther of Oxford And she wants that Race Offenders Registry And it would bar all Racists Alleged racists From getting work or living near Communities of color Sasha Johnson 26 uh, devolves the agenda for the taking the initiative party, a political group in the UK that's inspired by BLM and it, uh, similar to the sex offenders registry. So if you are racially, racially abusive to someone, uh, the register would question whether someone is fit enough to hold a particular job where their bias could influence another person's life. I hope that they have an opportunity. I haven't seen what happens if you end up on the list and you, they don't want you doing the job that you're doing. Is there just a list of jobs that you could possibly do where you wouldn't influence another person's life? I mean, a lot of racism happens at work, according to Sasha and and places of education in a micro aggressive way. If you exhibit an element of bias at work, you should probably receive a warning first. That's good. You're not just going to end up right on the list. You're going to get a warning first. And then so people know in the future that, uh, you know, you hold these views. If it's after the first warning, you're going on the list. That's it. Okay? That's it. Um, The National Registry would also bar alleged offenders from living near ethnic minority groups And anyone accused or charged of a race crime would be barred from living near ethnic or minority groups. I'm not sure where you would live because, I mean, in the neighborhood that I live in, it's uh, pretty racially diverse. So, man, that'd be a tough time. A tough time for white people. So I guess we're just going to have our own little white areas and uh, be good with that. I love how, man, we we love to be segregated now. That's all we want is segregation now. We did everything to stop segregation, and now we're back to being segregated again. Wow. And I talked a little bit about it on uh, Chewing the Fat uh, during Pat Gray on Wednesday, about the three of the five acts that were nominated for the 2021 Best Children's Album Grammy Award. Uh, Alistair Mook, Dog of Fleas, and the Okie Doki Brothers declined the nomination because the, the everyone in the category was white. And they that's, that's just horrific. I mean, that should be a crime, according to Sasha in the U.K., um there was no mention in the story though how many black or persons of color children's music was out there and how much of it was good and worthy of a grammy I don't know that that really matters but the recording academy's chief diversity equity and inclusion officer Valicia Butterfield Jones said that we're an organization that's ready for change. But, you know, we're not unique to the challenges of the world and to the challenges of our industry. I, I think it's time. You know, we saw in 2020 a racial reckoning. So now you know it's up to us what we're going to do to take real and meaningful action. We have made a very clear and firm commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion as part of our core values Valicia said, but I think many of the actions that we've taken and have put into place are signs of that, but we still have a lot of work left to do. So that's just just the way it is. You know, I there remember three of the five. So the other two, uh Joni Leeds and Justin Roberts, are still in the category well they're all in the category uh they weren't they, nobody got taken out of the out of the uh, category it's just that those three um uh, okie dokie brothers a dog on fleas and alistair uh mook and friends <laughs> i think that's how you pronounce his name m-o-o-c-k and friends uh, apparently and friends are all white too um no word uh, what happens if they win I don't know if they you know get beaten and dragged off the stage or if what happens if one of the other two win that didn't say they wanted out do they just take it and say thank you very much good luck God bless I don't know I don't know but I can tell you right now that if you are not a self-loathing white person (laughs) that better change And that better change quick. Because another reckoning is coming soon. (sighs) Another reckoning is coming soon. Pathetically, that's probably true. we head into the break room just a couple of quick sports stories uh and they're not really sports stories they're stories wrapped around sports uh the buffalo bills uh play in the nfl playoffs this weekend in fact if you're listening live on the 8th of january 2021 to this show they play tomorrow uh they play against the colts and the colts come to buffalo to play and as you know it's exciting time if you're into the nfl and the playoffs but uh, Governor Cuomo, who is just a wonderful guy, and no, nobody really likes him. So he's decided, after all years saying that no fans could show up to the games, uh, that sure, you know what, I'm going to allow 6,700 people to show up to the game, and they can show up to the playoff game. And, you know, the reason I'm going to do that really is because I'm going to be there too. I want to show up for the game too And that was first announced uh, about a week ago And I remember tweeting out that it would be very hard to do But if he goes, the fans should stay home Uh, Just like they have all year And just let him be there by himself That would be so great Just to say, screw you But it'd be very hard to do So maybe you just boo you know, maybe you just boo and say, you know, that's the way it goes. And you just boo him like crazy. Don't even, if they announce him or whatever they show him on TV, whatever. You just boo as loud as you possibly can. Well, Buffalo Bills fans, bless your heart, bless your heart, have signed a petition to ban the governor from attending the playoff game. Oh, man. How great is that? I am in love with that. I don't know that he'll follow it. I don't know if he'll, if it'll be okay. But if he has any people around him that are able to tell him anything other than, you're great, governor. You're the best person on the planet. Uh, Everyone loves you. Uh, They should tell him, uh, maybe you ought to not go. Uh, Gov, Uh, what do you think? Maybe, Maybe you just watch it on TV. So a change.org petition to ban the governor from entering the stadium, arguing that diehard fans who have been rooting for the team for decades have a greater right to attend than he does. Yes, that would be great. Uh, So Cuomo is going to attend uh, our playoff game after telling us that we can only attend at less than 10% capacity. Uh, if he thinks he has more right to a seat in that stadium over people who have waited for twenty years for this opportunity, then people better be there to protest his entry. Yes, 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 yes. I cannot. Oh, he's got over forty thousand signatures already. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be more than that by game time. Uh, and I, I, I just hope one of two things happen. He's smart enough to stay away, which you know he's not going to be. But every time, any time they show him, he's announced, a television camera shows him, just the 6,700 fans boo as loud as you possibly can. That would be great. Just great. It makes watching the game that much more fun. So, and one other story... uh, LeBron, which I'm surprised uh, that this hasn't, you know, you, this story is going to get more traction uh, as a little bit of time passes. But LeBron James said that he wants to buy a WNBA team, and not just a WNBA team, but he wants to buy the team that the senator who just lost in Georgia, Loeffler, she owns. Senator Kelly Loeffler, Uh yes, she owns the uh, WNBA team. She owns the Atlanta Dream, uh, which she bought with co-owner Mary Brock back in 2011. And they, I mean, the team, the team wore their uh, "Vote Warnock" T-shirts in a full, you know, on the on the floor. Uh, they they've criticized her over her policies. There's a picture of the entire WNBA team, "Vote Warnock," and LeBron tweeted out that picture with think I'm going to put together an ownership group for the dream who is in hashtag black votes matter. Well, LeBron, just cause you want to put an ownership group together, they don't have to sell it to you. Now I'm wondering, this is why I'm thinking it's going to take more traction is because if the great LeBron decides that he wants to buy this team from the hateful Kelly Loeffler, does that mean she has to sell? Will the players even play? I really don't care about the WNBA and neither does anyone else, really. Uh, they've got a lot of guts. A lot of guts. I think they, they believe, the players of the WNBA, believe their worth is a lot more than it is. But I digress. But I'm just wondering if LeBron thinks just because he's putting together an ownership group, if that means they have to sell if Kelly has to sell because LeBron wants to buy it. And if that's the case, and and it would not surprise me at all that that happens, and the players could decide we're not going to play for Kelly Loeffler, we're only going to play for the new ownership team that LeBron put together after he buys it, that could happen in a heartbeat. So just look for that to happen. I, I could feel it, feel it in my gut. That that is what's going to happen. Uh, it's just <sighs> amazing times. Amazing times. All right, let's go to the break room, get something cold to drink, and see what's happening in the break room, shall we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Tell me that doesn't even sound good. Mm. Oh, tastes better than it sounded. There's got to be a joke in there somewhere. Speaking of tasting better than it sounded or sounds better than it tasted, uh Applebee's, Applebee's testing out their first drive-through window. Okay. I mean, it's in the first one is going to be in Texarkana, Texas, and they're going to install a drive-through pickup window. Well, I mean, all these restaurants have drive-up takeout services now anyway, thanks to the pandemic, right? So I'm not sure. I think what, you know, the restaurants feel like the drive-through pickup window makes it less like a restaurant and more like a fast food joint. So maybe that's why, you know, they don't want to do it, but why not? I mean, the... the the money is there, right? So uh, maybe you still, you know, you have a drive-through for the pickup, so they don't have to wait out. You don't have to take it out to the parking lot. You just they just drive through. Make sure, please, please, Applebee's put a an overhang up so that when people pull up and they're waiting for their takeout, uh, they don't have to, you know, roll their window down and have the rain fall. Some of those drive-through places only have that little little roof over the window and it just stinks. I just just can't take it. You know call me Applebee's, we'll figure it out. Now some may say it's Applebee's. So what? I know. I know I can't tell you the last time I was out on Applebee's. I mean I can't say that it was a long long Time ago, I do remember Applebee's having what was it that they had that we liked so much? Oh, the uh, the spinach dip at Applebee's in. So this was how long ago it was. This was the, the the Applebee's in Florida that we used to go to. So I mean, this was you know ten years ago, I and mean, more than ten years ago uh, was the spinach dip that they had. Uh, was really good The other stuff was eh But their spinach t- <laughs> Their spinach chip tip was Really good <laughs> uh, Okay uh, Hey, if you're listening to this podcast right now And you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat What are you doing with your life? What are you doing? It's Fat Pile Friday it's, We're heading into the weekend You're listening now and you're saying, you're saying to yourself Man, I like this show Or man I don't like this guy But I want to hear some more of what he's saying Subscribe to the podcast Choose a platform that warms The little cockles of your heart Like iTunes, iHeartRadio Stitcher, Spotify There's a plethora of platforms out there to choose from Choose one And then subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher This show right here Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher Subscribe And make your life turn that frown upside down Okay? all right. And then if your platform allows you to rate and review, go ahead and rate and review it too. Give it 20 stars, best podcast ever, and move on with your life so that other people find the show as well. And if you have your headphones on, once you're a subscriber, and I just want to lay this out there for you, it's a a rule. It's a rule. Uh, If you're a subscriber and you have your headphones on and somebody says, hey, what are you listening to? You have to answer Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. That's a rule. You just have to do it. It doesn't matter if you are or not. You just have to say it. Uh, That's just a rule. It's just the way it is. I want you to listen to all kinds of stuff on plus chewing the fat. But when someone asks you what you're listening to, the rule is you have to say chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. It's just a rule. Uh, And then you can, you know, follow on social media as well. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Jeff Fisher Radio, Twitter. I want to thank Twitter for... uh, taking away a bunch of followers the last couple of days there you know the followers are going the other direction i really appreciate that you can see that they're you know on the lookout for me (laughs) Uh, it's not that i've you know tagged them in a few tweets that i was upset with them or anything it's not that i did that you know highlighted the fact that oh maybe they just take some some followers away from me i'm sure it's just a coincidence Facebook, you know, my Jeff Fisher radio page has had the same amount of followers or likes or whatever, you know, whoever clicks on Jeff Fisher Radio forever. Facebook never lets me go above a certain number. The number that I'm at now is I, I can always anytime I get over that by, by fifty, and they kick me back down again. So I'm I'm used to it i'm used to it social media i got you parlor uh i haven't seen anything bad with parlor although i'm still there and i don't i i need to post more on parlor which is jeff fisher radio as well but i don't have a whole bunch of followers on parlor but i will say that the interaction rate uh number is a lot higher on parlor with less followers huh i wonder why that is i wonder why that is i don't know maybe you can tell me <laughs> just incredible. And uh, for those of you that would like to uh, comment on anything, you can always email chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Oh, you know, we were just talking about the Grammy Awards and uh, the children's category that, uh, you know, three of the five uh, said that they weren't going to accept anything from them because all the people in the category were white. Uh, breaking news uh, the Grammys have now been rescheduled Uh, was going to happen at the end of this month january 31st but it's been postponed uh, due to concerns over the spread of COVID 19 it's now going to uh, take place on sunday march 14th Uh, if it's going to happen in california i doubt it's going to happen this year at all they might as well just move it and do a virtual one Uh, i mean there's going to be with a limited audience anyway (laughs) uh, I guess when I say limited, according to this foregoing an audience completely and now only allowing presenters and performers on site during the show. So okay, just give it up. Give it up. Tell us who won and move on. We don't need to see Taylor Swift uh, out on stage again. Uh, You know, just run a special and play a couple of videos and be done with it just you we, you you've you're thinking enough about yourselves okay we don't have to and, uh, as long as we're on uh, entertainment news I see where Miley Cyrus uh, she really wants to be in the news man she wants to be in the news desperately whether it's how she's posing on Instagram whatever the case is she wants that Miley Cyrus brand out there and she's getting it she's getting it because this latest story uh, talks about how she decorates her home. And it's beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, it makes you want to visit. She um, decorates her home. Uh, you know, a lot of people decorate their homes with scented candles, and pillows, and family photos, and maybe some plants or, you know, different wood furniture, handmade wood furniture, handmade stuff, uh, leather works, but not Miley. <laughs> not Miley, boy. No, she she said in an interview that she likes sex toys and you know, she buys them for herself, but then she ends up using them for the interior design of the house. And, you know, really, according to Miley, sex and interior design go hand in hand. And it's just, just beautiful. You know, she buys a sex toy begins with a D. Uh, I don't know why I'm struggling saying it, but I am just to be nice. Cause I, you might have your kids listening and, you know, the family might be listening. But you know what it is. I mean, who doesn't have one? Right? Am I right? That's right. Okay. But uh, she claims that, uh, you know, when she buys it, uh, it's more than it's just his operation. I don't really want to get in there with it because I love the way it looks on my table. And I like those vibrators, but I just I just like to decorate my house with them. <laughs> okay thanks i mean she's living in some 4.95 you know almost a five million dollar hidden hills house somewhere and nothing says home like sex toys all over the house (laughs) right all right of course, you know that as well as I do. I mean, it's, I'm silly. I'm sorry. I'm asking you because you know that as much as as much as I do. In other celebrity news, uh, Courtney Love uh, claims that uh, crack <laughs> is one of her life's greatest shames. Uh, I can understand that. I can understand. She also believes that uh, uh, her album that uh, she made with uh, Steve Coogan or you know, Alan Partridge, America's sweetheart, the 2004 album. She regrets making that album. She uh, <laughs> she said, uh, maybe one day I won't hate that record. It has some good songs, but like Steve Coogan or Crack, it's one of my life's great shames. Just the period of sloppiness, men, money, drugs, nightmare. So I guess she was okay with. You know, she's been okay with you know, heroin and all the other drugs, but she did not like doing crack. That's for sure. She credits uh, Mel Gibson with helping her get clean. I know, right? She said Mel kept coming to the door with his cheesy grin going, hi. And I just kept looking at him going blank off. I know him. He's a nice guy, but it just didn't matter who he was. It could have been Jesus. I didn't care. <laughs> okay that's uh, great Courtney we I mean we're happy we're happy for you that you've apparently and I'm guessing here kicked the crack habit Take a look. Uh, Talked yesterday. We'll break. uh, Take a look at uh, the uh, COVID nineteen numbers that we haven't looked at in quite some time. Uh, USA is still uh, number one on this list with twenty two million eighty one thousand eight hundred and eighty nine total cases and three hundred and seventy three thousand three hundred and ninety two total deaths. Number one. Yeah. Then you got India, Brazil, Russia, the United Kingdom, France, Turkey, Italy, Spain, Germany. And the top 10 Funny, China isn't there uh, Let's see where China is Remember yesterday we talked about them Locking down Shanghai That's only 11 million people Pfft, Nothing uh, Let's see where China ranks on the list here Of uh, countries 82nd They're still at 87,000 total cases 87,278 total cases with 4,634 total death. If you believe that I have got a bridge in the middle of any desert on this planet to sell you, I I, is just incredible that that is still, I'm sorry. No, no, I do not believe that China, the most populated country on the planet is 82nd in total cases and deaths? No. No, they're not 82nd in deaths. I'm sorry. 4,634 deaths does not make them 82nd. Um, It puts them a little higher than that. But 87,278 total cases uh, makes them 82nd in total cases. I'm sorry, I just don't believe it. Uh, The TSA... Uh, is starting to go i mean they're back down again really they broke a million a few times uh, but if you go back to last year it was well you know march 17th was you know in the curve and that's when it all you know went march 17th was under a million and you know in 2019 was over two million going through the turnstiles, but it really started, when you look at it, it really started at the beginning of March, uh, that week before flatten the curve, really, really the, uh, you know, that, that week before flatten the curve, we knew it was coming. Right. And it was uh, the year before in 2019, they were all two and a half million way over 2 million through the turnstile. And it was down, uh, beginning on the ninth, of march 2020 to under two million and then almost a million and a half and then it was under a million on the 17th after flattening the curve so i mean it's it's uh you know it's pretty incredible how it has transformed i mean the airline industry is uh, you know i know they're hurting but you know six hundred and sixty five thousand eight hundred and fifty five through the turnstile uh, they've broke a million a few times. And I say a few times. Start, let's see, uh, de- December 18th, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 times since December 18th, all, you know, obviously through the holidays, um, over a million. And then it's back down below a million, almost half a million, Whew. Big, big, big time trouble. And if you believe that China is 82nd, why? uh, And they're locking down uh, cities. Well, you should be willing to take their COVID-19 vaccine that uh, Sinovac Biotech, the China development uh, company, uh, just developed and they're ready to roll it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. According to uh, Sinovac, it was 78% effective in preventing COVID-19 in a trial in Brazil. Turkish researchers said that the vaccine was 91.25% effective. So Brazil and Indonesia are preparing to give the vaccine to their citizens, and countries including Turkey, Chile, and Singapore are also purchasing the China vaccine. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) <laughs> That's good. And one of the stories that I wanted to get to, and it's metapop Friday and I and I just, the story just amazed me uh over the holidays was There was a medical worker here in Texas that presumably got the vaccine. But when you watch the video, the syringe is empty. The guy doesn't push the syringe. And it's just the whole thing is bad. But they claim that he got the vaccine shot, right? So everybody is like, no, that was fake. It's it's bull. What are you doing? And so the company, uh, one of the University Medical Centers of El Paso medical workers who, you know, took this fake shot uh they said uh, you know viewers were like syringe is empty he didn't push anything so the hospital said in a statement that to remove any doubt surrounding their staff's inoculation uh we've given the nurse in question a second dose of the vaccine oh okay well if you gave him the first one there was no there was no doubt that there wasn't a first one Uh, you know that's nice of you to give the second one so it was just amazing that they wanted us to believe that it was just I mean if they want to have us be okay with the vaccine just tell us you're taking it just tell us you're taking it okay please that's all you need to do big weekend this weekend for uh, the Mega Millions and the Powerball lottery (laughs) don't forget man over half a billion dollars could be won by either the Mega Millions winner or the Powerball winner. And I want you to take a second in using their words from their website to imagine. Let's just imagine winning a little over half a billion dollars in a single evening. <sighs> imagine. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com/podcasts. I right, had a couple emails uh, to uh, chewing the fat at uh, theblaze.com from uh, Nick in uh, Pennsylvania. Nick uh, talks about a story and, and involves masks. And look, there's uh, stories all the time that you know. I know I put them on the list. I try to get to them even on Fat Pile Friday, but sometimes we get to them on Pat's show when I'm there on Wednesday and Friday. But, you know, you talk about more than, uh, you know, a billion masks are going to pollute the oceans this year. I mean, we see masks in the parking lots all over. We have stories about uh, some doctors say that brain damage from masks can't be reversed. Uh, There's plenty of there's plenty of reports that prove that the masks don't work. And, you know, the states that uh, don't mandate it have the same or less numbers than the states do have mandated it. And the mask Karens are out of their minds. We all know that. Uh, We just need to make it clear to everyone that, look, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. But if you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. It's okay. Be smart about it. Okay, please. That's all you need to do. So according to Nick, he has, uh, you know, obviously two kids and uh, where they live, uh, they like, they go on nature walks and uh, go to the libraries and, you know, he goes, uh, you know, the library so the kids can read, oh, I don't know, books and that is one of the nice things about living in pennsylvania i will say that that i that i loved about living in pennsylvania was uh the parks they had some great parks and we we used to go every weekend and you know walk around and river everything It was just really nice anyway uh don't tell my wife i said that my gosh she'll want to be back there in a heartbeat so his wife Takes the kids to the library so they can You know get their projects For homeschooling and She was confronted by the Librarian demanding that The two year old put a mask on And uh, First of all I would have Said uh, how about no (laughs) Uh, It's a Two year old Uh, it's a kid Uh, It's fine and we're not around anybody So why don't you go back behind your Little librarian desk and zip it Oh, remarkably, uh, the wife said, uh, excuse me? Uh, no. Uh, the wife did say, how about no? Thank, thank, thank you. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, she's two. So it escalated and the lady, uh, 20 feet away, another, of course, you know, the other lady is emboldened down the, you know, down the, the novel aisle uh, she's afraid of this two-year-old baby not having a mask on because it could not kill her while she's reading. I okay, all right. So uh, I'm not. The wife said I'm not muzzling my two and my six-year-old. Uh, and the apparently the six-year-old had one on his face anyway. He just wasn't wearing it. And uh, I don't know that I would have even made the kid wear one. But good for her. Um. So uh, they asked her to leave immediately, and the wife had a few choice words. That uh, weren't very nice. And, uh, you know, the kids are probably used to it for mom anyway. So what does it matter? What does it matter? Right? Am I right? Of course I am. Uh, so then she calls up the organization and, you know, complains to them. Now, you know, the organization is, oh, we're so sorry. Uh, we just are, you know, we have our employees and people feel that way. So they offered her a discount on a membership um i don't know that discount on the membership at the library um my taxes especially in pennsylvania uh pay for that so i mean maybe it's a private library i don't know maybe nick is mr uppity and takes his family to the private library i'm not sure but uh, they asked the wife to for a disc they said we'll give you a discount on a membership and uh you know when masks become unmandated Oh, so you're not saying I can come back now? Yeah, no. So uh, she uh, apparently Nick uh, had a few choice words for the uh, for the wife about the story when they got home. He can't even remember. he was so angry. He can't even remember what he said because in this email he said, uh, I told my wife, a word beginning with F and ending in er or uckers or ing or holes. That's how, that's how mad he was over the whole situation. He can't even remember, you know what he said to the wife. Anyway, my point is these mask things has got to stop. Please, (laughs) please. If you don't want to wear a mask, it's okay. And if you do want to wear a mask, And you feel it's necessary, good for you. Just don't become a douche and start yelling and screaming and doing everything you can to make other people put the masks on. Please, please. That'd be very nice. Thank you. And I also, over the holidays, I saw a couple of, we got a few stories I got to get to that I got that were over the holidays. It was just incredible to me. So um, I see where the New York Times. Has a phone line that you can call called the Primal Scream line, and they want people. Their promo was: "Are you a parent who's tired as hell? Click the number to scream after the beep." Now I can't find where I can hear the Primal Screams. I'm guessing the New York Times is probably going to publish them, uh, and since I, you know, have probably run out of my daily a dose of the New York Times, I can't find it, but I dialed the number one two one two five five six thirty eight hundred and let's see what they make you do to do the, the primal scream line where the floor is yours to yell, laugh, cry, or vent for a solid minute. There are no rules to this hotline, so if you'd like to bang hands together or just hide in the closet and sing to yourself, go for it. In a few seconds you'll be directed to leave your message after the beep. When you're finished, and if you remember, please tell us your name and how to contact you. We will not publish your name without your permission. But we may use your message. Record your message at the tone. When you are finished, hang up or press pound for more options. Ha 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 I can't do a whole minute. It's driving me agonizing. But I want to hear the primal screen. Now, according to that, there's no rules, right? But when you go to the primal scream line uh, information, it says uh, you can call the line anonymously or tell us your name and how to contact you. We will not publish your information without your permission, but we may publish an excerpt of your audio. So they're going to publish the excerpts of everyone's audio. Uh, the primal scream line so if you want to participate uh, 212-556-3800 surely got the idea remember we sent uh, audio to iceland that they were playing on uh, around the country with uh, screams and cries and whatever you wanted to send your audio for and uh, you know we got aired on that as well so i'm looking forward to being aired on the primal scream audio line whenever that shows up <laughs> All right, so a couple other uh, big busts that happened over the holidays that uh, I was like, really? So one bust was a million bucks in cash uh, that was headed to Mexico. Million U.S. dollars headed to Mexico. So they were at the uh, they were at the port and canine team. You know, stops a car and one dog says hey uh, smells like uh, something in the uh, quarter panel so they pull it over and they have the dog go around it again they found uh, a million bucks in this car <laughs> I know so uh, in the quarter panels under the third row of seats and the cargo area of the vehicle and all it just says is uh, they seized the money huh Okay. So it goes away. It's, you know, really it's only a million bucks, right? And you think to yourself, eh, a million bucks in money going down to going down to Mexico. Is he buying drugs? I don't know. Is it does he owe the money? Big trouble if he owes the money, right? If he owes the money to whomever, uh there's big trouble. But there was a bust that I thought now somebody's in trouble for that bust. I mean a lot of times you get the bust and you feel like it's the it's the bust that they want you to get, right? The, if I feel like the smaller busts are like, yeah, we knew we were okay with losing that one, but this particular bust that happened, they got uh, six hundred and fifty-seven packages weighing one thousand eight hundred and fifty-three pounds of meth. I know. Now, according to this story, that's worth $37 million. So let's say even if that's a, an inflated drug bust amount, right? So you figure, oh, yeah, that's a 657 packages weighing 1,853 pounds. That's a street value of $37 million. So let's say even if that's on the outside. I mean, $25 million? Okay. I mean, that's all... <laughs> that's a lot of money and a lot of drugs um, it was in the bottom of a truck carrying tomatoes i know really we were, it was in a commercial shipment of fresh tomatoes and apparently they did this they have this non-intrusive imaging portal that some trucks go through i guess or maybe they all go through And uh, then it's it's part of a secondary inspection. So they allowed the officers to continue the examination, which discovered all of this within the trailer's floor. I mean, pretty amazing, right? And it almost feels like that they were tipped off, right? I mean, they've got, it's in the trailer floor with, you know, a shipment, a a semi-shipment of tomatoes and they find it it just feels like it was tipped off but that is big money big money and a lot of drugs and so i mean that happened on before christmas just before christmas so if you were out and about looking for meth (laughs) and you were saying to yourself what there's a shortage of meth on the streets yeah yeah there is that's why right there because uh 1,800 and a half pounds of meth was found in the bottom of a tomato trailer and it was worth $37 million. Wow. That's a lot of money and a lot of drugs. Uh, Can we quote you on that, Jeff? Yes. Yes, you can. (laughs)